you've messed with the wrong man. And Josh turns around. He's like, I didn't know I was messing with a man. I'm like, that is exactly the type of humor 12-year-old me had. I still have that type of humor. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. And Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? All right. Do you ever find yourself wondering if you should spend the time, money, or both on a movie? Well, we're here to answer that question for you. Each week, we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. We do appreciate any help growing the podcast. Go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Check out our website and subscribe to our email list for exclusive content and updates. Today, we're reviewing Heavyweights. It was released on February 17th, 1995. It's directed by Steve Brill. It was written by Steve Brill and Judd Apatow. It stars Tom McGowan. Aaron Schwartz, Sean Weiss, Tom Hodges, Keenan Thompson, Paul Feig, and Leah Leal. Plump kids are lured into, jo- lured into joining a posh fat camp with the promise of quick weight loss and good times, only find out that the facility is a woodland hellhole run by a psycho ex-fitness instructor. Wow. <laughs> I know, right? It's quite is that from summer. IMDb? That is from IMDb. That's I a great summary. I know, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Sometimes IMDb kills it, and sometimes they're like worthless, but that one was pretty good. So. A posh fat camp. It was pretty posh, dude. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, the blob, that's great. Because this movie was released in 1995, we're not going to do a spoiler-free review. So if you haven't seen this movie and you have a desire to watch it, you can go check it out. It's on Disney+, Plus, and I believe you can find it on Amazon as well. So go check it out. Come back. Join us if you're not willing to listen to spoilers. Go watch it now. Come back. We're going to spoil the shit out of this thing, and then we'll rate at the end. So we're, we're going to skip that early rating. But uh, let's just jump right in, guys. I, I hate to break this to you, but as the old man of this group, like I did not enjoy this movie i i remember as a kid giggling at it and by kid for me this movie came out when i was 14 i was probably 15 or 16 when i actually watched it because it was on tv or maybe a cousin i don't even remember what prompted me to watch this movie but i remember giggling at it a little bit when i was a kid but i i don't even think i think i might have cracked a couple of smiles this movie but AJ, I i'm just gonna that. stop you right there because if you're telling me that bill and ted was funnier than this movie then again we're gonna go back to our bill and ted podcast i mourn for your sense of humor you don't have any consistency this is a posh fat camp where we get to watch fat kids feel good about themselves and you're telling me you couldn't find it in yourself to laugh not once hold, not hold twice on. i am offended in your sense me, of humor let, if you had watched back. this movie with us i guarantee you would have laughed i'm sorry for you no i would have laughed and i have covid right now jj i am fatigued <laughs> yeah. and i i want to our listeners so know there's a good dramatic. chance you i have covid right now have COVID. <laughs> i might have covid this could be my man. last podcast jj i want you to know your sense of humor sucks dude let me back this train up first of all a posh fat kid camp the, for the first 60 minutes of this movie at least a 90 minute movie barely a 90 minute movie you're not laughing at these kids feeling good about themselves if you're laughing you're laughing because they're being tortured exactly. by a shitty ben stiller that's not laughing at them being good feeling good about themselves they don't feel good about themselves most of this movie i Their and i never made that argument fat camp <laughs> but i feel like that argument can be made because most of those kids are very confident in their bodies so i don't know i think you can't make the argument that they're feeling pretty good about themselves 
but they're only feeling good about themselves when they're all together in a fat room stashing candy in their bedpost. Yeah, because then you're not the fat kid. <laughs> exactly. You're all fat kids. You put them in front of a bunch of girls and all of a sudden their confidence went out the window until their weird camp counselor decided to do some shaking his ass and who was skinny, by the him. way. Yeah, he used to be hey. fat. The, yeah, he yeah, used to be fat. Jeez, get your facts right, JJ. He's a success story. Arguably the only success story that this camp has had because kids come and go out of this every year the kids are still overweight <laughs> yeah javier made a good point he's like if you're a parent i guess you're just going with at least my child feels good because every summer the results are not there so not sure what you're paying for it's not for your kid to get skinny that's for sure to be fair right so i watched this with madsen and right out of the gate madsen's like that kid's not that fat the main character <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> Oh, shit. Well, t- in today's standards, no, none of them are that. Fat. Yeah, that's the way. Except that one. Oh man, there's there's definitely the the fat kid with braces. He's fat, but then he made out with that girl at the dance, and so he's got game. Hey, dude, fat kids, we have charm sometimes, man. We we've learned other ways to score chicks because it certainly isn't our looks. So we've learned to be funny. We've learned to be really, really nice. Sometimes we get shit on. Other times we get really beautiful women. See, that's the thing. When you see, not that. Being overweight makes you unattractive. But when you see an unattractive person dating someone, you're like, that person has game. Like, 100% 100% game, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas me, I'm just relying on my looks. <laughs> just, it, the movie starts out with Gerald or Jerry just obviously getting crapped on with not making the bus, having to run after it, having to walk a while. He got a lot of steps in, so pretty healthy in that regard. But then the movie wants us to feel like he's fat also because he drinks a shiz ton of lemonade. That's just sugar water. Like, he basically burned all those calories anyways. I just thought it was really funny. That's the premise they said. I thought they were going to have him, like, eat a bunch of donuts. I'm like, all right, maybe he is fat, but just drink lemonade. Like, so there's yeah. a little bit of discrepancies there for me. We're like 10 minutes into this movie and he hasn't done anything unhealthy. He's, if anything, he got a good workout at chasing a bus. But we haven't even, it, he gets to the point where he comes home and he gets ambushed by his parents <laughs> to basically say like, they watch this cool video about this camp and everything. And then all of a sudden he's like, wait, this is a fat camp. And like, what a traumatizing moment as a child to learn that for this whole existence you've had until you're 11 your parents have thought you've been a portly fellow that's hilarious to me he's like i ain't going to no fat camp <laughs> and i'm like i turned to matt and i'm like i would kill to go to a camp like that like if i was a kid and my parents were like i'm gonna send you to this camp i'd be like i don't care if you think i'm fat or stupid like let's go no don't get me wrong the camp looks badass you got the blob i've always wanted to do one of those like we did them homemade not on the water like we used to stick my little skinny ass cousin on and i guess i wasn't that big i was just big muscular guy wasn't fat like i am now but we stuck him on the end of an air mattress like a not a full air mattress <laughs> and hopped on that bitch and sent him flying through the room but he's landing on concrete and shit we weren't we didn't do anything wow. in the water oh my it gosh. was great you yeah. are the most white trash person no. oh absolutely <laughs> that's something i talked about with javier though like we were like we i never got to go to a summer camp like that that would be awesome to be a part of something where I would totally go. i probably go now. Go-karts and eating a ton of junk food, playing in the lake, pranks, probably a lot of pranks. I, in fact, that reminds me, this movie is rated PG for crude humor and pranks. Literally calls out prank. I didn't know that was part of 
a rating system. Shit, PG-13, now you can see boobs and asses, and you can drop fuck at least twice. How far we've come. But this yep. movie did not shy away from, from racial stereotypes. I think when Ben Stiller's character came in, he's <laughs> like, and I see a bunch of future leaders. I think he said, like, I see a future athlete, and he's pointing at the black kid. He's like, I see a future, like, CEO of a company. Of course, he's white. He's a, a future rapper. Oh, that's what it was. Thank you, Javier. Future rap artist. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I thought there were so many good one-liners in here. Where he's like, oh, when when they're like roasting Ben Stiller and he walks away and he's like, he's like, you've messed with the wrong man. And Josh turns around, he's like, I didn't know I was messing with a man. And I'm like, that is exactly the type of humor 12-year-old me had. I still have that type of humor. I still think that's funny. I was going to say, that's the shit I probably laughed at when I was 14 watching this the first time. And I just didn't this time. And a part of I hate Ben Stiller. And can we just, okay, two things. This movie could not be made today. No. No. The only people that could make it are South Park and get away with it. And I don't even know if they, like, they could do an episode about a fat guy, but I don't know that you could make this show about a bunch of fat kids at a fat camp that are getting tortured by a former fat kid turned skinny kid, skinny man, that's like, seriously, and the, you and then the race, like you said, the racial jokes, the, the fat kid jokes, the making fun, like the, the sexually charged jokes as far as like the kids with the girls. You couldn't make this movie today. You're probably right. I think 10, 15 years ago, we were just more explicit. I was listening to music that I listened to like in middle school, high school. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, we're just straight up talking about sex. Like we're not trying to hide it behind anything. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're just more open with ourselves. We're just more accepting of ourselves and our shortcomings. Oh, I think there's a, a certain level of tenderness that's worked its way into the world that didn't used to be there. Oh, that's probably good. That's a good way to look at it. Much more easily offended than we used to be for sure. And and I say that understanding that I am a cis white male. So take what I just said for what it's worth. But I, I do feel like people get offended far too easily these days. But that with that being said, this movie, a lot of movies from the 80s and 90s could not be made today at all. They, they just wouldn't wouldn't make it. And this, yeah. So JJ, I have a question for you. This movie for me falls into the category of like Sandlot and what is it? That soccer movie, The Greenfield, if I remember correctly. But, but a bunch of like humorous movies, like Mighty Ducks, probably even. There's a lot of these same actors that are in that film. And are you are you telling me you like those films more or or less? Are they in the same pool for you? No, not say. Look, okay. So this movie was set out to be pure stupid comedy. Like, and I look at it as it's just. And Bill and Ted wasn't? Uh, see, Bill and Ted plays stupid, but it's actually pretty intelligent humor in places. When I, when I look at <laughs> yeah, see, and I realize that you guys laugh at that, but there are reasons that those jokes land. Take it. Robot and Bill and Ted that was supposed to be superior AI that was having like panic attacks with that was I like know. and I said during the podcast that that was the worst part of this movie but it <laughs> isn't Bill robot. and Ted no it was the worst part of the movie was that and I didn't say Bill and Ted was a perfect movie I said it was a middle of the road movie that's how I rated it Bill but it was Ted, funny the death of you JJ this movie was not funny now Sandlot is a fantastic movie but it be it's because it has heart there's a reason that I'm watching this it's about kids that become friends surrounded by baseball and then there's comedy parts comedic parts that are put into this movie it's not let's make a funny movie about fat kids jj i think you're missing the moral of this movie which is any problem can be solved by committing multiple felonies <laughs> 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 that's the takeaway on both sides 
Oh, God. Not to mention you have this. Oh, it's just terrible. Ben Stiller ruins everything for me for the most part. I hate He's him. He's so good in this movie. I love him in this. He's the same character he plays in Dodgeball. Like, exactly. exactly. The, the two movies, that Dodgeball and, and this movie, and then the only other movie I actually kind of like him in it is Meet the Falkers, but Dodgeball and Heavyweights, he's perfect. He oh, could I not be him. any well, better. Yeah, I think he's good for the stupidity of this movie, right? Which well, is just... Sure he fits. Yeah, he fits. And that's my point. Like, I don't like Ben Stiller in a lot of things, but I like him in this because it fits what whatever it is that they're doing, which is basically just fat shaming children and he just (laughs) just does it well i mean look don't get me wrong yes he is a perfect placement in this movie because he's horrible i don't mind him and meet the fuckers he's actually tolerable in that movie but this he's so bad and i and i hate this character i hate he ruined dodgeball for me there was a lot of things in dodgeball that i actually laughed at but every time he was on the screen i hated it like i couldn't ha- i just can't handle him i don't like you're him tell- what's what's the guy in bill and ted not obviously counter reaves the other guy that dude is alec straight winters? trash alec winters has never been a good actor it was it was never about his acting ability this movie just there's just better it's how to i want to be in a food fight orgy that looked a lot of fun it looked oh, amazing dude jj you have to give him that that looked incredible fireworks marshmallows Dancing around a bonfire pizza. bathing in hot fudge oh i i love that they show these kids waking up looking like they're hungover and i'm like no that's a diabetic coma you just woke up from and they play like war music <laughs> like taps almost so stupid <laughs> but it's so funny okay so the the pinnacle of shit in this movie is the very beginning when they're at the camp and the dumbass british kid is strapped chocolate to his belly and these fucking idiots are licking chocolate off of this <laughs> fucking stomach it's foul and disgusting and not even remotely funny hey it was that one kid that was caught eating a cheeseburger in the bathroom clearly he doesn't have any sanitary standards well, no they all do it because the first kid that kid wipes his stomach he goes oh this is a bad this can't be sanitary sticks his whole hand in his mouth chalk it up and then josh comes over and like let's get him and they tackle his ass and they're all eating directly off this kid's stomach it's disgusting <laughs> this movie is horribly offensive can i just so say annoying. i love that scene because it was like what are they going through like tsa candy patrol and like meat but it was awesome they had that, like dual wheeled salamis on his back that they had to get <laughs> off it oh, how odd and they had the cubbies to hide it in the floorboards like you just it's pretty cool it's like cia for candy and then that one kid previous camp counselor turned on them that son of a witch dude, dude i mean talk about narc well and then he and then to make it even worse later on the movie he's stashing stuff in the woods for him and taking their money for it smart fat kid oh that's the same kid the same count. Yeah, he made it. He made a business for himself. Yeah, wow. he helped him take all his cash, and then he started selling their stash back. He to was him. like, that was maybe that's where Uber, like Uber Eats, Grubhub, maybe that's where they got their idea. This movie being the middleman, <laughs> the middleman skimping a little off the top. So going back to the whole felonies thing, <laughs> guys, they dropped him in a pit, like on a mountain, and then Matson made the good point, like. How did these kids get him back to camp? They're like 12 miles in somewhere. 
and they trap him and then somehow get him out of the pit these little like fat asses and then to drag him all the way back to camp yeah they glossed they glossed over that fact and then they put him in an electrocuted <laughs> cage it's like a pow of camp hope <laughs> Well, and the worst part is, is they jerry-rigged the electricity through a bug zapper. It That doesn't work that yeah. way. You can't just strap a fucking car battery, like a charger unit, to a freaking bug zapper and run it to some metal gating and go, electric fence. Hey, JJ, like you said in Bill and Ted, they didn't explain it. It just worked. So by definition of one of your favorite trashy comedy movies, accept it. You, you got to let go of this Bill and Ted thing. <laughs> Dude, you are head hunting right now. Because here's the problem with the Bill and Ted thing. The Bill and Ted thing, what they don't explain is time travel theoretical science. The shit they do in this movie will not work. It's not a theory. You it's didn't see the wires. I mean, I'm you not going to back it up. It, did, it clearly... They had a car jump. They had jumper cables hooked to the bug zapper, ran it to a freaking wire gate, and that's going to work. But that's not even the best part. Ben Stiller, he, he took a metal fork that he had <laughs> grabbed a napkin around to turn it off, and that didn't shock him. Like That was my favorite. Paper towel was grounded, baby. <laughs> But I want I want Harvey to talk about I think his favorite scene in this movie when they do the like the the mid mid uh, mid camp weigh in with all the the scale Javier that was hilarious when he's trying to make this promotional video and he's getting all hyped and he shuts down the cameras and he just screams at these kids he's like all right turn the cameras back on he'll he's all hyped again he's like get on the scale and then he switches it once to get off the scale. <laughs> That was the best line. I died. And then he just freaking lost it. And he's like, we're all going on a 20 mile hike tomorrow. He's like, man, this guy is unhinged. And I love it. That was the best scene. We haven't even talked about the camp counselor that I forget his name that's been there for 18 years and just about how maybe sad and depressing his life really is. I love how old man Ben Stiller is like 18 years. What have you been doing with yourself? Because <laughs> we're all thinking it. Pat. That's Pat. That's it. it. Pat. I love this scene where the camp MVP, like they kept berating them. And then Pat, after he just got laid into by Ben Stiller's character, is sitting out on the dock and just feeling like a bunch of nothing. And then it takes an 11-year-old Jerry to come up to him and help build his self-esteem up. Like, How messed up is that? That you need an 11-year-old fat kid to bring you back <laughs> to reality. <laughs> wow especially when you've got the only female in this whole movie chasing you actively yeah. pursuing you romantically and you need an 11 year old fat kid to cheer you up see that that surprises me because pat does not have game and he's not good looking so he's an anomaly you know he's a nice guy dude sometimes gentle especially, especially women once they re reach adulthood eventually they realize that they need someone that's going to be nice to them that's going to take care of them i finished last man i'm aware <laughs> I also like that Jerry is a prodigy driver. Incredible the way he drove. Also, I love that whenever we were watching him drive, we just couldn't see his face because it was hiding behind the steering wheel the whole time. He also looked very thin, you know, when he was driving. Good for him. Let's not, let's to not forget Go when ahead. he went off the jump and the camera yeah. angle. Were you going to talk about that, JJ, where yep. like the trajectory is clearly like going down and then all of a sudden like, whoosh. and then the best part is when he comes over the other go-kart for MVP, the propeller's not 
even moving. Also, what the, the hell is that pro- propeller doing? Like, it would make more sense if he like unfurled a sail or something rather than some like fan. And my next point of that whole jump is this Matson hit most of the points, but the angle that he takes that hill, you'd have to be going like 110 miles an hour to catch the amount of air that dude caught past a moving vehicle. I'm not good at math, but the math does not add up. Probably, here. probably 200 miles an hour because he's fat. So. <laughs> you have to, yeah. <laughs> you gotta be hauling ass and that thing has to be made of plastic for you to catch that much air with that shit maybe have the propeller underneath it so that you actually get some lift and a little help that was great oh my god hey jg he had to fly he had the wings on he wanted to fly that was a big moral of the story that he could achieve anything he set his mind to yeah, good thing we've set the precedent that we don't need to that movies don't need to justify the science behind their stuff you know so that Otherwise, nah. yeah, you don't have to explain theoretic science to me, especially when I've got two movies beforehand where they told me that they could time travel. So I already know that this happens in this world. If you're going to fucking hook up a fucking car battery jumper cables to a damn bug zapper. First of all, I've grabbed a hold of a bug zapper before that shit hurts, but it's not going to zap your ass into oblivion. Well, that's why they put the car battery there to just amp it up. No, it was you know? a car. It was jumper cables. There was no other source of electricity. We should that. put this to the oh, test really? for our listeners. I'd like to see JJ attempt this just for Hell fun. no, I'm not doing it again. I told you, I grabbed a hold of one when I was a kid. It didn't feel good, but it didn't knock me on my ass. JJ, we need ratings. This will help. Nah. It's meant to kill bugs, not full-grown adult yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Look, I've changed light bulb. I've changed light fixtures. This nice little beautiful ceiling fan I have floating over me right now. We replaced not that long ago. I zapped myself pretty good changing one downstairs. That shit hurts and almost put almost made me puke once I got zapped so good. Bug zapper just felt like I was holding on to one of those like muscle flexor things. Because again, like Javier said, chiropractors use. Yeah, like the tins unit or tens unit or something like that, where it makes your muscles flex real hard. Just made my whole arm feel like it was in a tens unit. So. Uh, yeah, bug zapper's not going to do that. And a freaking steel-framed go-kart's not going to freaking fly 20 feet in the air. Also, I love that they, they stole, like, a boat motor and converted it into a go-kart engine. Which is a completely different type of motor. <laughs> hey, Amazing. The horsepower there, pretty incredible. We haven't talked to one of my favorite characters in this movie, Lars. The nurse. Oh, Lars. Lars first. We don't know where Lars came from, except that he came from far, far away. away. Lars, what kind of name is that? I have a ruptured sternum, so when I sleep, I make a very disturbing noise. But do not be alarmed. I am fine. <laughs> But my two favorite parts of him first, the first scene is the buddy system where he says body, but that, and b- b- before that, he kicks a bunch of the kids into the pool. But as Javier called out, what was his name? Josh is, he doesn't have a buddy. He's just chilling on the dog and whoever and he's like, buddy was. Buddy! And he just raises his hand next to no one. <laughs> But the best Lars scene is during the food orgy when he's just, he's got like four donuts in his hand and he's just feeding people left and right. These donuts, that part just made me giggle. When he's tied up to the tree and they're like, we just found out that if you don't have a job, you get deported, which is not how visas work, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, are you with us? Are you against us? And like almost to tears, Lars says that he's with them. I'm with you. I love you. Oh, yes. (laughs) Ah, freaking Russians. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure he was German <laughs> or Nor- or Scandinavian at least. He uh, okay, Russian. okay, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Lars is a very Scandinavian name. I'm just saying that was during a time when, you know, we could still pick on Europeans. I mean, we still can, but like we just did it more back then. And it's it's just always going to be funny to me, you know? So there was one one line that actually almost made me giggle when when Ben Stiller's character is trying to coax the fat British kid with the, the Hershey's kiss. <laughs> and he's that. like, he's, I don't even remember the kid's name, but he says his Nicholas. name. Nicholas, you've been a great guard. You would have made you've made your queen proud. I, I strong and fair. Yeah, like, <laughs> I almost laughed that sequence where you you would have made your queen would be proud. Like that shit was almost funny, but then they ruined it with the bug zap. <laughs> Because they don't tell you what it's hooked up to when he first zaps himself. He just you're like, oh, they got an electric fence. That's cool. And then that scene's where you see the bug zapper because he puts the fucking fork in it. <laughs> like, hey, dude, maybe they have some crazy bugs that we don't know about, and it's like they need like a taser like zapper. You know? Yeah. All right, JJ, I gotta ask this because it just do you find Home Alone funny? Home Alone, I find parts, but not the parts that most people do. But like, so for example, like I find the parts where he does the pizza man wrong the first time with that movie and the fucking oh, yeah. the snap the firecrackers, yeah, the firecrackers in the bucket, and it makes the pizza freaks the pe- that shit's funny. The shit where he's being an adult and goes and buys groceries and then they break on his way home, that shit's funny to me. Oh yeah, he's walking. He's- <laughs> Yeah, just out of the fucking... And he just got done, like, lecturing the lady that was selling him gross. She's like, my mom's in the car. She sent me in to do something, something. And he's and she's like, I'm sorry, and takes his money. He's walking home all proud of himself and thunk. I'm like, that shit's funny. But Wait, how old were you when that movie came out? Home Alone? Or when you saw it? Ooh, I was a kid. I mean, I was a child because it was in 80... What was it, 88? I guess I just... Because nothing in, like, Bill and Ted was funny to me, but those moments like Home Alone and Heavyweights is the same where you have just, like, stupid, outlandish, like, this could never even be possible stuff. That stuff can make me laugh. Yeah, it's 1990, so I was eight years old when it came out. And don't get me wrong, like, look, I'm not... I don't laugh at, like, the stupid swinging paint can shit off the fucking banister and hitting somebody in the face. When I was a kid, that was funny. When I was eight years old, I thought that slapstick shit was hilarious because I'm an eight-year-old kid. As an adult, I could watch Home Alone now and I laugh at the adult shit, right? Like I laugh at the fucking, the tarantula crawling on his face and the oh, dude gosh. hitting him with the in the chest with the crowbar. Don't move. Yeah, exactly. Because if I'm in that situation and Javier has a fucking tarantula crawling on his chest, sorry, dude, you're getting hit with the crowbar. <laughs> Just telling you, I will do anything to kill the spider because I'm out. That's that's, to me, that as an adult, that's the humor that's funny. The paint cans and the stepping on the because adults, the stepping on the nail shit, like the the only slapstick one I do laugh in that movie is when he pulls the the thing for the the light switch in the basement. Uh, the iron in the face, I do laugh at that. Stuff. And actually, I laugh more at the fact that they left the iron thing on his face the whole fucking time than I do the rest of it. My favorite laugh from that though has to be the the Christmas ornaments and the open window with how much force he just puts down getting into the <laughs> but those if i have my little brother that movie is exponentially funnier with my little brother because he'll laugh and i can like expect it but when he's not there like since i know it's coming and same thing with heavyweights if javier wasn't there it probably would have been less funny to me but movies like that's the reason i brought it up movies like this and maybe even bill and ted jj if i was there with you would i have laughed a little bit more because i would have been laughing at you laughing at this movie and that would have been great i would have i would have been entertained i think movies like this are always better when you're watching it with someone else oh i i 100 agree i 
comedies to me are meant to be watched and ingested with friends. And because even if I don't find something funny, like I could probably watch this with you guys. Like I'm sitting here listening to you guys get all excited and laugh about it. It's kind of like when we did earlier episode, like what was it? Our second or third episode? It was me and Javier and Ian and we did Larry Crown. To be honest, most people watch Larry Crown and don't probably think it's as funny as I do. That whole movie, like I laugh my ass off, like tears in my eyes laugh. And Javier was like, he's like, dude, I don't get this movie. But you listen to that podcast. All he and I did was laugh for 45 minutes <laughs> because I found this shit so funny. So like sitting here talking to you guys, you find it so funny. You guys start saying all this shit and how excited you get. And I can't help but sit here and laugh at it with you because I'm enjoying you it. Because- you would have laughed with us because we made some pretty stupid comments. <laughs> oh, awesome. I'm sure I would have died laughing. But sitting here in my room watching it by myself, I was like, uh. But not yes. Bill and Ted. Oh, Bill and Ted, I laughed my I laughed a good quite a bit. By That's exactly how I felt about Bill and Ted, though. I'm like, this would be funnier with someone who thinks this is yeah, funny. Agreed. Right? Yeah, it's just different. Hundred percent agree. Casey now, and I we watch comedies, and she thinks shit sucks, and I'm laughing my ass off, and vice versa. I'm watching this, going, this shit isn't funny, but she's over there giggling, and then I can't help myself. So I always think comedy should be watched with other people because it does. It adds value. I, I really feel like it adds value because we all just have such different senses of humor that I think being able to enjoy just the jovialness of someone else enjoying a comedy is is enough you know i think that weight should also be watched weight heavyweight watch your weight oh i do watch my weight i watch it get heavier every day no dude you lost like 30 pounds dude don't give me that shit i have Uh, I've been watching it melt away lately. Nice. And watching everybody else eat delicious food. Yeah, that's always a tough part about trying to cut weight. You're like, man, I remember what it was like to eat. But for our listeners, I was the one that requested this movie. I will kind of want it. We were going to do this movie a couple weeks back, but then all these movies came out. For me, this is a great bookend to a summer, like for a normal summer, not like a 2020 summer. But there's just a lot to this movie. Stupid. There's it just took me back to to my childhood, which I didn't have at a summer camp, which would have been a lot of fun. It made me think about how I used to value candy and junk food in ways that I never did because I was one of those kids where my mom, we never had junk food in the house. So my friend Tyler, he was the junk food house. Like when I go there, I'd, I'd eat Twinkies, Cheetos, Doritos. I drink root beer, Mountain Dew. I'd eat Rolos, Snickers, Musketeer bars, like till I would be like totally just filled up in like a food coma like those kids. And this movie just hits a lot of that for me and the nostalgia of the kind of bonding as a group but not having a lot of responsibilities. Those parts of life when we're younger we always want to be older and then we get older and we're like this sucks I got to pay the bills I got to work I got a nine to five but those kids at the summer camp their goal is just to survive this tyrant that is Ben Stiller's fitness the percocize me stuff and I just love the camaraderie that they build and it makes me smile no it's fun and you brought up one the other part that almost made me laugh was when they first wake up after the fucking sugar party and he's like did we learn anything from this and the one kid's like yeah don't put Twinkies on your pizza (laughs) (laughs) that's funny that one made me smile or the the the, when he benzo uses the megaphone and he says something to the extent of uh what does he say javier it's the one where he says you have you're you're worthless basically you have your value evaluation the key word is value do you have any no but you will (laughs) amazing also like the uh like propaganda that they show to the parents against him and he's running behind this kid and he's like my grandma can run faster than you and she's only got one leg <laughs> so good or this show didn't even shy away from the girl at the dance that was like they're all what did she say like they're all fat and she's like well susan or whatever like you throw up after every meal or whatever <laughs> 
I was like, oh, dude, we are not pulling. She does not miss with these freaking digs. Welcome to the yeah, 90s, boys. <laughs> Get away with anything that. in movies. I wonder what that girl's doing now. So how old were you fuckers when this came out? Four? When did it come out? 95. 95? I would have been three. Jesus. Well, it depends. What month? February. Yeah, I would have been three. Wait. No, no, sorry. So I was born August 92. So came out in February of '95. Yes, yeah, so you. Uh, fuck. I would you have been three and a half. Math. Yeah, yeah math real quick. Okay, then I would have been. I'm I'm a year younger than I think, right? So I would have been two and a half. Jesus, because I would start in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. That does make you sound old, JJ. I was almost 15 years old. You could have been our camp counselor. Could have been. <laughs> could have been amazing fun fun story about camp counselors actually so i went to a cub scout camp once and i had a counselor uh he got he got all of the scouts together there's probably like 50 60 of us in this like outdoor auditorium and he was standing at the bottom and he was and it was lunchtime and he was like hey i forgot my food does anyone have food and i was like oh i do i think i i do and I take an apple out of my sack and I don't say anything. I don't tell him that I have it. I just chuck it down at him and he turns around as I throw it and it explodes on the back of his head. I'm talking this apple just, <laughs> and this might just be my memory, but dude, it was eviscerated on the back of this dude's head. And he flips around and he's like, who threw that? <laughs> <laughs> and every one of these kids freaking just turns and points at me. That's hilarious. I was a camp counselor in a summer one time when I was 17. No, I was 18. I had just graduated high school. And Beaver, Utah, I love Beaver, has the Beaver High Adventure Camp. And you go up there and, and it, it, we spent the summer up there camping. Like we, they let us stay there in the weekends. During the weekends, we could go up there and fuck around on like all the shit. So they had the, you could go rappelling. You do, they had like a zip line. You go there, shooting range. You go hike, do all this crazy shit. So we stayed up for the almost the whole summer. We just camped up there all the damn time. And then kids would come up during the week for like scout camps and shit. And we'd have to run all the stuff. And I hate, I don't do heights. I'm not a heights guy. So rappelling, I rappelled once that place one weekend and then like, the first time, because I don't know if you've repelled, that shit's terrifying for somebody that's afraid of height. Because you're going backwards. Yeah, like yeah. you gotta like sit. It's like you're they're like sit, and I'm like, sit on fucking what? It's nothing. It's yeah, on nothing. There's and so and they're you know, you're on belay, all that shit. So and I, I did it one time and I was like, never again. So then they were like, You gotta run. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not running that shit. Cause then they're gonna want to see me do it. And when I'm standing on the edge shitting myself, these kids are gonna be like, no, 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 I can't do this. And then it's my fault. Fuck that. I'm out. So I sat and ran the shooting range the whole summer. <laughs> that was all I did. Oh, yeah, that fun. would be fun. I would do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was fun to a degree because it was either bows and arrow, which is cool. I love bow and arrow, bows and arrow, but the other one that we never got any cool guns for them was like 12 gauges and like BB guns. Like 22s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then my friends would bring up like their fucking nine millimeters and all the cool shit during the weekend <laughs> and we'd shoot. That's awesome. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. Anything else we want to talk about with heavyweights? What a silly fucking no, movie. I'm pretty sure we just said every line in the movie. Probably. It's not a long movie. Let's go Damn ahead. Damn you, devil dog. Let's go <laughs> Jesus. Let's go ahead, rate, go ahead and rate this thing. I'll kick it off so I can just get the low rating out there. Um, look, I didn't enjoy this movie. It, it, as an adult, it wasn't fun for me. I know as a kid, I watched it 
as a kid and laughed. I know I did because my humor was very different then. Um, I enjoyed slapstick. I enjoyed this very it's not much better now. Indulgent. Wow. And I say the same about you. Very the fact that you laughed at this movie makes me feel bad for you. It was very. <laughs> I like slapstick. I don't enjoy it as much now. This movie was hard to watch for many reasons for me. One because I am fat, so watching someone degrade a fat child was like, wow, this is rough. Because <laughs> I know how bad. Like somebody calls me. I call myself fat. I saw because I am when someone's being shitty about it like it doesn't feel good you know what I mean because it's it's very it's it's ugly so watching it happen to a kid made me uncomfortable anyway on top of that it's I just didn't find it very funny I could see where someone that enjoys that type of humor where this would be an extremely funny movie and so all for it if you like slapstick you like denigrating humor you like make kids getting made fun of I, you know that shit that you laughed at when when you were a kid i go for it watch this movie not for me i will probably and there's no probably i'll never watch this movie again unless these guys pay me to watch it with them so that i could watch them and laugh at them laughing at it um i'm giving this movie a one the only reason i'll give it lower is because i can't put it on the same level as she dies tomorrow so it gets a free pass not even close to that movie that's what i'm saying if i if i rated she dies tomorrow with you guys as a zero this movie would have gotten a 0.5 but because i rated it a 0.5 i have to give this movie a one just because it's not on the same level so i give it a one i won't watch it again javier i think this movie is really funny but i think it's only funny because i saw it when i was a kid right like like the same reason why people like harry potter right harry potter objectively are terrible books and terrible movies sure but if you grew up with them, then you really like them or whatever. I think Heavyweights is that same idea that if you watched it when you were a kid and you watch it again, it's funny because you thought it was funny as a kid. And that's all there is to it. I am going to give this, with that said, I'm going to give this a uh, probably a two. <laughs> Because, like, I understand where JJ is coming from. If you haven't seen this movie before, it is, it's not good. <laughs> but if you have seen it as a kid, it is, it was hilarious and it still is hilarious. All right. Yeah, I'm going to give this movie a two for as much as I've been railing on JJ. Like, it's it's not a secret. This movie, it's not if we're, if we've, we've rated a bunch of other movies. This movie isn't, a, by definition, a good movie. Do I like this movie because I saw it when I was younger? Watch it with Javier again. And to me, there are some good one-liners. I think why I like this movie is because you can get it gets away with this humor. Because like JJ said, you couldn't make this movie now. And I think that's part of why this movie makes me laugh. Because it's just so in your face. So you're like, whoa, like, dang, like... you. Can we say that anymore? But this movie can because it's made in 95. So like, screw you. If you haven't seen this movie and you listen to us and you watch the movies that we review, please drink a little bit and invite a friend over. Then I think you'll probably like this movie quite a bit. But if it's by yourself and you're sober and you haven't seen this movie before, you're probably going to be really disappointed that I recommended this movie. But invite a friend. You're probably going to be OK. In fact, invite JJ and he'll probably like this movie more. That could be very good. Invite me. If you're going to if you're going to watch this again, invite me. Me. I'm gonna come. I was gonna say invite these two because they'll laugh at it and then you can laugh with them. And I would watch this movie again. If I'm watching with the right group of people, this movie makes me laugh. All right. Well, there it is. Those are our scores, our verdict, as it were. Matson, why don't you tell them where they can find us? 
Yeah, you can find us wherever good podcasts are found. Big ones, Apple and Spotify. You can find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter as well. And then check out our website where you can listen to us or just see what's upcoming as well. Slide into our DMs, send us an email, let us know what you want us to review. We love hearing from you. Awesome. Thanks, Matson. Next week, speaking of that, we will be watching Project Power on Netflix. We were going to do The Kingsman, but they pushed that until February. So another new-ish movie came out a few weeks ago. Pretty excited for this movie. So we'll watch that one. And next Monday, that's what you'll hear from us about. So check that out. We're looking forward to it. And uh, thanks for joining us. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.